Welcome to the Dream Big Nation podcast. In this show, veteran recruiter, wealth mentor, and entrepreneur, Lisa Williams, will take you on a journey of exploration and discovery to learn what it takes to hire yourself. Are you ready to dream big and grow into the person you're meant to become? If so, you're in for a treat. And now, here is your host, Lisa Williams. Hello, friends. Welcome back to our Dream Big Nation podcast. As you know, I just have an absolute fascination for people and their life stories and their journeys. Every one of our conversations is helping me grow into the woman that I'm meant to become, and I hope they're helping you do the same. So today, I have a new friend that I'm having join us that I just fell in love with the first time we talked, Miss Christina Martell. Christina, welcome to our show. Hi, thank you so much, Lisa, for having me. Look Absolutely. at that smile on your face. <laughs> you too. Right back at you, sister. I, She and I, I tell you, this woman, talk about an inspiring story of reinvention. <laughs> Christina, you have worked in so many different industries. Yeah. You have moved 33 times. You raised yes. eight children. Yes. I mean, we have a lot of juice to talk about. So let's, I would love for you to just give our listeners just kind of a little two minute backstory. Just tell us a little bit about, you know, your early, early story and, and what brought you to where you're at today. Okay. So what got me from there to here? Well, I'll tell you, it's a rainbow journey. It really is. It's a rainbow journey. It, I started in business. I graduated from college in 1982. It's interesting because I've been around a while. So right before that, I had met and married my second husband. He had four children. I had four children. And we all thought that was a great idea to get married. You were the Brady Bunch. <laughs> we were indeed the Brady Bunch without any money. <laughs> Not quite the same, no maids or any services. So yeah, so there were eight of us, eight children, 10 of us. And at the time I was bartending because I had been a single mom. I didn't have a college degree and I was a bartender. And when I got into that situation, I said, okay, that's it, I'm done. I said, I've got to go to college and get my degree. So in the middle of all of this with these, you know, bartending and working and you know, at nights. And then I decided to go back to college. So I went back to college and seven years later, I got my degree and instantaneously went from being a bartender to being a member of an, of a software company as okay. a salesperson. And that started my journey with 1986. I started that journey with uh, graphic communications and then Lotus development, uh, which, you know, was a big company at the time. When th this was back in Massachusetts, by the way. Okay. And then moved out here, uh, spent, spent time there, and also went to Polaroid for a while, where I will never forget one meeting we had. All of our C-level women managers were called into a room. And the vice president of sales, who was a man, said, among other things, girls, you've reached the pinnacle of your career at Polaroid. You're Stop not going to go any further. Are you kidding me? No. <gasps> this is in the 80s. Oh, my goodness. And that time I said, really? How interesting for that. So, 
So wow. when the opportunity presented itself, I sold my house there. I had been divorced. I sold my house. The kids were grown. I went out to California. I love it. The land yeah. of opportunity out here. And yeah. you've been, I mean, you've had a lot of iterations of yourself. You had, you were in corporate for very, very 25 long time. years, 25 yep. years in corporate. Yes. And had your, your, I, I would, I call it your golden handshake given to you a couple too many times Five times, and, and decided to hire yourself, which I think is brilliant. Yeah. So tell us about that first entrance into entrepreneurship and what you were doing with your son at the time. Well, I was there, I was in Silicon Valley and decided to move my, for my own children, my four children had all relocated to Southern California. And so I decided after five golden handshakes that I was leaving Northern California. I, I had a home down here in Laguna Niguel. I moved into that home and wasn't doing anything at the time when my son, John, my late son, actually, John invited me to join his company as a telemarketer. Now realize, Lisa, I was an executive in Silicon Valley. I was making a good six-figure salary. Right. So I moved down to Laguna Niguel into my home. My darling son invites me to work for his company, an insurance company, and said, gee, mom, you know, you can start in our telemarketing department and we're going to pay you $8 an hour. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I said, John, how lovely of you to do that. After all the poopy diapers I changed for you, you're giving me eight bucks an hour. I love that. Mm-hmm. So I was there for two weeks, learned what I needed to learn and started my own company. I love it. it. Yeah. Well, and you know, you said a couple of things. We're, we're in the midst of the COVID crisis for those that are listening to this later. And so many families have been impacted by layoffs and maybe not even a horizon in sight as to when they'll find something new. Talk about the power that you felt and the freedom that you felt when you hired yourself, when you really purposely took that that gamble on you? Well, it was interesting. It was so embarrassing to, for me to be a telemarketer in my, my son's company. After I had you know managed 30 or 40 people, it, I just felt embarrassed. Not, I felt embarrassed for myself that I had so fallen kind of on hard times. So when I decided, I just said, I can't do this anymore. So when I decified I was going to take my own reins, I was terrified. I was absolutely, of course. it's I very was, scary. I was terrified. I knew very little about the insurance industry. So I went out and I got my insurance license, uh, a life and health license. And at the time, that was 2004, 2005. At the time, individual health insurance was, was where I went. Good commissions because we as brokers don't get paid by our clients. We get paid by our insurance companies. So I was in that business for a while. And, you know, my parents were entrepreneurs. My grandparents were entrepreneurs. Oh, were they? Okay. It was part of my DNA. And the freedom that I felt, I mean, terrified. No health insurance, no nothing to back me up, no husband, no, no, I was it. I was on my own. And I loved the challenge of it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I was reading this book, and I, I'm still reading it. I read it over and over again. I'm going to just grab a quick copy of it here. It's, it is Secrets of Six-Figure Women by Barbara Scanny. I don't know if you've read Ooh, it. Oh, I need to write that one down. Yeah, it's a great yeah. book. And one of the things that she talks about that hit me 
so clearly is when I talk to other women who want to start their business. She said one of the biggest things when she talked, she interviewed several six-figure women who started their own businesses. And one of the biggest reasons for failure is that women have, many women have a poverty mindset. Yes, so true. They're, they feel, and I hate to say this, they feel that they don't have the value or the knowledge or the chutzpah to go forward because that isn't their role. And that was the one, the biggest thing I took away from this book, aside from the amazing stories, and you do have to read it, of women who just fought through an illness and crazy things to start six-figure businesses. But the biggest one to me was this mindset of poverty. Mm-hmm. And 100% of the time, people fail with that mindset. Oh, absolutely. I mean, wouldn't you agree? I I talk about this a lot with my, my guests. In my experience, it's really about 90% mindset, your success. It's like skill set. That's nothing. Like anyone can learn to do anything. That's right. I knew nothing about insurance. I mean, and to me, you know, like a crazy woman, insurance. And John said, my son said, mom, come and join my insurance company. I said, really? Insurance? Right. Why would I yeah. do that? Are you crazy? Right. <laughs> and don't you agree? I mean, I hold, I have my life and health license. I, I added that tool to my toolbox about three years ago. And it's brilliant. All the things that you can do with that license. It's yes. in, and, you know, and the thing is, it's not that complicated. You know, oh. I, I think the banks, they want us to believe it's complicated. The banks and investment firms traditionally, let's face it, they're kind of run for the wealthy by the wealthy. So I think it's awesome that you're putting a beautiful woman's face on the, you know, the story of helping families in this incredible space, you know. Well, I do. And I, for many years, I did mostly health insurance and then decided that I was going to, I mean, I had a whole bucket of things I could do. I sold health insurance and then you know, as a volunteer came along, the, the commissions, frankly, as much as I love doing it, the commissions went almost down to zero. The insurance companies took a lot of that in-house. And our, as brokers, we were kind of left on the street scratching our heads. What are we going to do? So a lot of us transitioned into life insurance. And I happened to love doing, you know, I loved doing that for a while. Index Universal Life with Living Benefits, fabulous product. And then Doesn't everyone back, that need to know about that product, Christina? Yes, everyone needs to know. And it's if like, anyone it's needs, the most beautiful know, product. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is one of the most fabulous products, Index Universal Life with Living Benefits. It mm-hmm. protects you from all ends. Not only do you have your life covered, but you have chronic illnesses covered. You know, all different kinds of illnesses are covered where you can take money from your death benefit tax-free and use it today when you need it, if you could. Yeah. I mean, we're calling those really the pensions of the millennials now. And, you know, you can make millionaire babies out of these. I mean, people need to know about this stuff, right? Have you read that book? Um, Have you read Retirement Miracle? Yes, of course. Yes. Isn't that a great one? And do you follow David McKnight at all? No. Yeah. He, I mean, he's such a powerful teacher in that space as well. I love it. So you did decide to really kind of become a specialist at some point 
in the Medicare space, and I love your tagline. You talk, you say, um, taking clients from Medicare hell to Medicare heaven. Yes, indeed, that's what I do. So <laughs> I, we're going to need to, I need to have you as a guest on my, on my Freedom Fridays special someday. And let's talk about that because that baby boomer population, it's the biggest group of uh, humans on our planet. And they're so underserved in terms of really understanding that space. Give us kind of how did you decide to specialize and, you know, give our listeners kind of a quick 411 on that space? Well, that's a good story, actually. You know, I was very involved in IULs, Index Universal Life, and I am on Medicare. I, I turned 65 a while back and got onto Medicare. And when I did, I that was several years ago, actually, some years ago, I was so confused. I was so confused about Medicare. I never even thought about using it as insurance or, or selling it and so forth. And as I got older and my friends got older and were saying, gee, I got this thing from Medicare. I don't know what to do. And it occurred to me that I'm in that space. I live in Laguna Woods, which is that space. I need to understand it better. And once I really got into it, I studied a little bit. And once I started studying it, I said, wow, I'm here. I understand it. I think I have to educate people about it. So that it's really about education, you know, and you have no idea how many people that call me eventually say, you know, I, I don't know what to do. I, I got on that A and B stuff and Christina I understand that you know what you're doing, and I don't know what to do. Was I supposed to have B? Do I have to have A and B? So it, it occurred to me that, oh, Christina, you can really help those people. You know what you're doing. You actually do for a change. <laughs> what you're doing. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think you bring up a really good point because I feel like your example in your lifetime to me, Christina, is just exemplary because you've continued to evolve in your life. And, you know, you, I, I'm sure you could retire now, but you have so much energy and you have so much to offer your community. And don't you agree that that, that brings you joy, whether you were paid for it or not, you know, helping your community. And I bet oh, you would do these classes for free if you, if I do them for you know. free. Right. <laughs> I do everything for free. Right. <laughs> the only time I get paid is if I, uh, you know, if, if per, somebody purchases a Medicare plan. If you uh, actually help a help a family, right? Help Basically. a family with with yeah. a you know get covered with great insurance. But I do it because I love it. I spent mm -hmm. time on the phone this morning with a friend, you know, for an hour explaining something that I will never get paid on. And yeah. It, but it brings such joy to my. Thank you so much for helping me figure that out. It brings yeah. me so much joy. <laughs> yes, well, and I think, it. you know, I think it brings up a really good point because I feel like, so you talked about, you, you talked about getting that degree. Okay. Long ago, that accomplishment, it was like a checkbox Check. that you, yes. you had. Right. Yes. So I heard this from one of my guests the other day, and it just was such an aha moment. She was talking about so oftentimes people, they get their degree. It's like, it's like, it's something that is obtained. And then it's like that box is checked and, 
And so many people, they never start, they never learn again. They never, you know, learn a new skill. They never become a new, you know, version of themselves. And, you know, your experience, you've had so many iterations and, you know, talk about the joy that you have now, because you really seem like you found what you were meant to be doing all along. At this point in my life, you know, at this point, this is what I want to, what I want to project. We as women go through so many stages. You know, we, I was married at 19. That was just the way it was when I was a kid. We're married at 19. 21 here. Yeah. Yeah. You had all your kids in your twenties and then, you know, you, you supposed to live happily ever after with your husband, which of course never happened for me. And then I got another husband and that was okay for a while. But there are stepping stones along the way. And the first checkbox really for me in moving my life, I had a a dream one night. It was really the truth. And I envisioned myself in that dream as a 40-year-old bartender. Now, there's nothing wrong with bartending, but I could see. Because when I was a single mom, that's how I supported myself and my children. Right, right. But I said, a 40-year-old bartender, no, that is not going to happen. How is that not going to happen? I have to go back to school. And with eight children and a job bartending, going back to school at night was a lot of work, let me tell you. And as I said, it took me seven years to to finish my degree. And that was a checkbox, but it was also, it opened that door to my next step. And it was a very deliberate, strategic move in my, that I, that I engineered. Because interestingly enough, my advisor at college at the time was a woman who was thinking of marrying a man who had three children and three, she had three children. And I oh, advised wow. her, don't ever do that. It's crazy. If you, right. you want to be crazy, do it. But if you don't, don't. Anyway, right. long story short, she got me into my first um, software company. Right. And yeah. then it was strategic again. Then I moved from one co- company to another that had a higher level of prestige. And then when they disappointed me, I said, oh no, I'm making the decision. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. the biggest difference. You just can't let the waves roll you along. And then no. one day, someday you smash on the beach and say, what the heck happened to my life? I'm, I'm 65 years old and I'm lying on a beach and I haven't accomplished anything. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. there's a level of luck. I think there's a level of serendipity. And I think there is a level of strategic planning. And well, and I know your faith is a big part of your life, too. You know, let's talk about that because you, you and I spoke about that a little bit. I mean, my belief is that there is a good plan for our lives. Now, it's not an easy plan. There's no promise of that, but it's so good. And, you know, tell me about what your, what your faith has done for you in your life and that perseverance and consistency and not giving in to self-doubt and things like that. Well, there's a couple of different sides to that. I, I, I am not a, re, a, a person who, who works within one religion. I, right, um, right. Uh, I feel that there is a higher power, a spirit, God, mm-hmm. that helps us to, that, and angels. I, mm-hmm. I, I truly believe that there are angels. We're born with an angel. They, they support us through our lives. And that there is a plan for us. And as difficult as our lives might seem sometimes here in Southern California, 
you know, the, all the complaining I hear and difficulties I hear, I think of, and then I'm reading on, you know, about Ethiopia or this country or that country, and I say to myself, oh, Christina, please put your head under your pillow. Right. <laughs> stop, stop it. Yeah. Stop first it. World pro- first world problems, right? <laughs> yeah. So I feel that the universal God, goddess, Certainly, I, my, I believe in that power of mm-hmm. that that power of uh, moving us along. I also came from a family of entrepreneurs, and my mm-hmm. parents were immigrants from Germany. They came over here; they didn't know any English. They never worked for a company. I know uh, my mother was a maid at one time, and my father was—I think he was a waiter. And then when they met and married, they started their own welding business. And then they had grocery stores in New York City. So I grew up in the back of a delicatessen in New York. Wow. You're like and, that that sitcom that we used to watch a long time ago. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that faith of knowing and knowing what that life of an immigrant or an entrepreneur immigrant looked like and that it was never easy, but mm-hmm. there was a lot of joy in it. I have to tell you that. In fact, so much joy in it for my dad when my mother died and he had sold the delis years ago, he went back into a deli to slice bologna. Oh, did he? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think you, you hit on something because you've had a lot of, you've had a lot of things you've had to get over. You shared with me that you lost everything in 2008, much, much harder losing a child. Yep. There's so many things that you've overcome and yet here you are, you know, just again, you're helping families, you're, you know, doing what you're meant to do. And I think it's a great lesson for our listeners because so many people, they never try something new and, you know, imagine the lack of joy your life would have had, had you not taken that first leap to hire yourself. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I do. And I, I also, even through the most difficult times, somehow, there was always that faith. There yeah. was always somehow, I am going to make it happen with help from the universe. But it was always, and I'm sure you feel the same way. You didn't sit in that, you don't sit in that seat because you somebody coddled you in in blankets and then all of a sudden one right. day flopped you in the, on that couch. Right. Didn't happen. Yeah. So even with the loss of John and that being so incredibly uh, surreal, I guess, mm-hmm. is the thing. After he died, I got all kinds of, I got little hearts thrown at everywhere I went, there was like a little heart, a leaf or a piece of a wax or something like that. Mm. A wax heart was on my counter one morning. I don't know how it got there. Then I got pennies and quarters and dimes and a buck or two every now and again. He gave his girlfriend $20. I was really upset. Should have given his mama $20. <laughs> but all of us who were close to him, it was the pennies from heaven. And it, I'm sorry, but it's true. <laughs> It mm-hmm. happened. So I, yeah. so I know I'm connected. I still, he, I, I had his picture here on my desk and here he is, my little boy. Oh. And I still talk to him every single day. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I so With agree. joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You That's know? how he wants you to be. Yeah. Exactly. You have, yeah. I can tell that you're a really good girlfriend too. 
I bet you have some really special <gasps> friends. I have a friend in New York, my friend Rita and I, we have been friends for, are you ready? 72 years. Oh, I love it. That's, <laughs> I love it. One of my best friends, we've, we were forced, we we say we were forced friends at the age of four because our moms were friends, we became friends. And so for us, it's like 46 years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Such hang special, on. Special yeah. thing. And, you know, I want to talk about that, you know, the sisterhood of 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 entrepreneurial women oh. because this is a big difference that I've noticed. You know, I was in corporate for 25 years Same. as well. My mm-hmm. I I'm a pretty pretty recent entrepreneur and that's it's one thing that I've just marveled at is the difference in how women treat each other in this space compared to corporate. You know, I did have some some lovely women that I worked with in corporate, but Unfortunately, it was very much a, you know, it, it just a constant competition and just not necessarily the nurturing souls that women naturally are. And I'm curious what your experience was and, and how different it is, you know, in this space where we really are, I believe, just lifting each other up, quite frankly. Oh, I agree. Corporate was, was there wasn't one woman along that ever helped me get along, ever. Why is that? Do you think I, I competition, I I think myself, I had the men were much better to be honest. Yes. The men were much better. I I had help from men. I had great male mentors, but I never could. I never had female mentors, Mm -hmm. which was surprising to me. And I was kind of upset by it because I had great girlfriends. Yeah. But in this space, you know, all the zoom calls that we're doing, I am overwhelmed by the kindness and support of women in this entrepreneurial space. Me too. I'm absolutely overwhelmed. For example, just you, Lisa, you met me one time. You've invited me to be on this amazing call with you. I mean, Mm -hmm. why would you do that? It's, you know, they wouldn't do that in corporate. Sorry, would not happen. Right. But here we are. And I have so many women friends who are, we help each other and take us each other by the elbows and help us along. And you know that you can call people if you need help. Yeah. You know, it used to be that we weren't calling people for help. Mm-hmm. And yet as entrepreneurs now, having been an entrepreneur for a long time, I know the people I can call and get help from. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and likewise, you and I are both as happy to help anyone else. I'm so happy to help another woman along. Right. right. So happy to do that. It really, it's really a big difference. It's so women. Yeah. It's like, I I mean, let's talk to those women that are still in corporate. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be that way. Friends come and join us. So it's yes, it's scary, but isn't it so exciting at the same time? (laughs) It's so exciting. And if you want a little help along the way, there is a great book by James Altucher. He's a financial guy. Oh, I love him. I love him. He's kind of a Looney Tune, brilliant, genius finance guy from New York City, which of course I am from New York City. So I have an yeah. immediate affinity for him. He wrote a book called The Side Hustle Bible. And even one of my favorites. I love that book. Isn't it wonderful? So even if you are in corporate, t- take a look. I mean, what's, the book is a few bucks. Get the Side Hustle Bible. I mean, there's have so. Have you read the Have you read the one Choose Yourself? 
Did he write? Did he write I have it? it on the shelf. Yes, I read it a while back. I haven't read it in a while. Yes, but I do have it right on my shelf. I love it. Well, and you know, I mean, that's what I do is I, I'm a business matchmaker. That's what I help people do. There's so many ways to make money out there. Their opportunities are everywhere, you know? They are. Um, it's so exciting. Well, you know, you and I, I can't believe it. We're almost out of time here. So I, I know it's gone by so fast, but I wanted to, to ask, you know, like how, how can our listeners get in touch with you? You know, what would be some ways that you can help those that are watching there or listening? They, they may be either in that space where they need that Medicare help, or they, they, they likely have parents that do, because I know there's very um, strict parameters around marketing mm -hmm. to the, to the, you know, the older population. Seniors, so, yes. Yeah. The, to the seniors. Tell us about that. Well, the best way to get a hold of me is directly. Just yeah. call me. You know, I don't know how you want me to give my information out. Say your number right now. And, right and now. <laughs> Area code. Call me. 949. <laughs> Six seven 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 six three one nine four nine six seven 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 six three one Christina Martell. And we'll be sure and put that in our copy when our newsletter goes out with you yeah. know your we'll include your email too in case that's that. Christina at Christinamartell.com. And make sure if you happen to be interested in Medicare, go to martellinsurance.com. It's a great website. It allows you to push a little button and set up a consultation with me. There is never a cost to work with me. Okay. And if Medicare is not what you want to speak about, call me anyway. If yeah. you're starting it's a business. A, the first call time me anyway. we met, the first time we met, we talked for an hour. Like we just immediately became friends. It's so, yeah. so nice to see you. <laughs> well, and you're, and you're licensed. Are you licensed only in California? Or I'm licensed in California. I work the entire okay. state of California. Very easy now through Zoom. But one of the things I'm going to be a little, ad, admonish a little bit. You seniors, get on the computer. <laughs> get yes, on that computer. I agree. Absolutely. <laughs> There's so much amazing content. In fact, get off the news and start tuning into things like this, right? <laughs> get on the computer. Yes, absolutely. Get off the news. It, it's The news is just, I have a rule. I never watch the news. I never mm -hmm. do. I read a little bit about it on, on Yahoo in the morning. And then yeah. when I am sick and tired of it, I shut that off. And I never watch the news. All through Me the neither. election, I didn't watch the news. No. no. Well, you have to. Have you read Think and Grow Rich? Yes, by of course. Chance? Yes. He talks about you need to guard your mind from all yes. negative activity. And until they invent, until they bring out a positive news network, I am not going to partake in the news either. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. I so agree. Well, okay. When are you and I having coffee? We need to go and we actually need to meet each other face to face. We can do soon. that. Why don't we chat <laughs> offline? And, and, and we will. We'll chat offline. So friends, Christina, thank you so much for joining us. I know your story is going to bring a lot of uh, joy to people's lives and, and hopefully give them the courage to step outside their comfort zone and hire themselves, which we, which really that's what we're about is, is we're on a mission to empower, equip and inspire 1 million people to hire themselves. There's so many ways to do it. My friends, to my listeners, I thank you so much. I'm so blessed to be part of your day. And if you want to catch up on previous episodes, Go to lisawilliamsco.com, check out our programs, 
and absorb this amazing content that our guests are providing for us. Bless you all in this amazing life journey, and I'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Hey, Dream Big Nation community. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to learn more about working with Lisa and her team directly, go to lisawilliamsco.com and learn how to hire yourself.